Let's play a game of words, shall we? What do unicorns, Batman, leprechauns, the perfect chocolate chip cookie, and suicide have in common? Strange, I know. Bear with me. The answer: they're all make believe. It's true. You'll never see a real unicorn because they don't exist outside of stories and children's imaginations. Leprechauns—they're only found in Irish folklore, and the perfect chocolate chip cookie is more of an ideal than reality. Though I'm still trying to find the perfect one. Even Batman is fictional. He is a comic book character who was created by writers and artists. And suicide—well, while definitely real, it's something that happens to to other people in other families, in other towns. It's seen as a An abstract concept, rather than a very real or very tragic problem. You see, in some ways, it's easier to deal with imaginary things than it is to confront the harsh realities of life. The make-believe isn't going to make problems like suicide go away. Only real conversations, only real action, is going to do this. Suicide can often be seen as a way to escape from reality. In a way, all of these words represent an escape from the dullness of the everyday world. They offer a chance to imagine something different, whether it's a creature that doesn't exist or a desired scenario that's out of reach. It's a way to escape, but not a realistic one. Look, I know we shouldn't talk about suicide. It's taboo. It's off limits. It's something that we just don't do, and I get it. I, I do. Talking about suicide is hard. It's scary, and it makes people uncomfortable. But you know what else is hard? Talking about the weather. Yet we do it all the time. Why is it that we can talk about the weather but not suicide? Why is it we can talk about what we had for lunch but not suicide? Why is it we can talk about pretty much anything else, but not suicide? September is Suicide Awareness Month, and I think we have a hard time talking about suicide because it means admitting that it's a real thing, that it happens, and that's something a lot of people just don't want to admit. So, let me propose. I think it's time that we start talking about the weather. I know, I know. You're thinking, Chad. What on earth does talking about the weather have to do with talking about suicide? Well, I'm glad you asked. Bear with me for a moment, and I will explain. See, the thing about the weather is that it's always changing. One day it can be sunny and beautiful, and the next day it can be cold and rainy. And just like the weather, suicidal thoughts are always changing too. For many, these thoughts come and go, and sometimes they stick around for longer than we like for them to. But here's the thing: just because we don't talk about the weather, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. The same goes for suicidal thoughts. Just because we don't talk about them, doesn't mean they're not there. In fact, I would argue that not talking about them, really making them harder to deal with, 
thoughts about suicide are valid. They're real, and they deserve to be talked about openly, without shame. But by refusing to talk about them, we're only perpetuating the stigma surrounding mental health and making it harder for people to ask for help. For many of us, it's simply too painful to think about. We don't like to talk about it because we don't want to face the reality that some people are so unhappy with their lives that they would rather die and continue living. It's estimated that suicide kills twice the people each year in homicide. And yet, despite its prevalence, it's still a taboo topic. So, why are we so afraid to talk about it? Maybe we are reluctant because we feel like we'll say the wrong thing or make the situation worse. But if we're going to reduce the number of suicides each year, we have to overcome these barriers and start talking about this issue openly and honestly. But Chad, how do we navigate this deep ocean when social media makes us feel like we need to be perfect, when substance abuse is becoming more common and Financial stress is definitely making it harder to make ends meet. And of course, the political landscape is getting more and more divided. Where do we begin? Well, that's a tough one. But we've got to start somewhere, sometime, somehow. And we might as well start now. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two... One. What if it isn't about talking at all? What if our role was to simply listen? Maybe the person possibly next to you that's struggling with suicidal thoughts isn't looking for a way out. Maybe they just want someone to listen and understand what they're going through. We all have the power to make a difference in someone's life, even if we don't know it. Approaching this conversation with just a little bit of care and compassion and a bit of creativity, we can help encourage those who are struggling and let them know that they really aren't alone. Nobody deserves to think that suicide is their only way out. So, first things first. Start with the person next to you. (laughs) Surprise, surprise, right? What do you mean the person next to you? Maybe you've known them for 15 minutes. Maybe you've known them for 15 years. 800,000 people die each year around the world by suicide. That's one every 11 minutes. You want to think that person next to you may not be one of those? How do you know? The reality is is that any of us could be struggling with depression or suicidal thoughts. So I'd like for you to try this. Meet someone for coffee, or better yet, a donut, maybe at a park or just somewhere in person, somewhere relaxed, somewhere comfortable. Now, it doesn't have to be someone that you are overly concerned about or that's showing signs of emotional distress to start with, just anyone, maybe your spouse, maybe your kid or a neighbor. Start simple, but ask this one question. You ready? On a scale 1 to 10, how's your day been? That's it. On a scale from 1 to 10, 
how was your day? And then duct tape your lips shut. <laughs> Seriously, well, figuratively. But close your mouth. It seems so simple, but in a world where we are constantly bombarded with noise and stimulation, being silent can be one of the most difficult things to do. But what's important is when you ask someone this question, how their day is going, you're giving them an opportunity to open up and share whatever it is on their mind. So let them share. You ask the question. If they're struggling with suicidal thoughts, this could be the perfect opportunity for them to be comfortable enough to share what's going on. You may be the only person in their life that's asking, hey, how's your day? But the key, the most important part, being once they have started talking, it's important that you resist the urge to interject or offer advice. Just listen, like really listen. Try to understand what they're going through and why they feel the way they do. Listening lets them know that you care and that you're there for them and that they aren't alone. This can be one of the most powerful things you can do for someone who's having these thoughts. And if they do open up to you about these suicidal thoughts, remember, this person feels that they can trust you. They're asking for your help. Let them know that you're there for them and that you want to help. Avoid trying to talk them out of their feelings or to tell them, oh, you know, you're just in an odd place. This will pass soon. It's okay. Don't worry about it. This will only make them feel more isolated, more misunderstood. Encourage them to ask professional help. Offer even to go with them if they're not comfortable going alone. And then thank them for opening up to you. Let them know you're there for them. On a scale 1 to 10, how's your day been? Here's why this question works. It's an open-ended, there's no yes or no response, and it's emotionally engaging without influencing. So you're not saying, hey, are you having a good day? Or are you having a bad day? But it's just those words. Hey, how are you? These can make someone feel heard, feel valued. It lets them know, hey, this person cares enough to ask how I'm doing. And that's all we want anyway, isn't it? To feel that someone cares. To hear someone say, hey, I'm here for you. On a scale 1 to 10, how's your day been? Now, what if? What if? <laughs> hear me out. What if you were to ask this question to everyone you spoke to? No, I'm serious. What if it became your mantra, almost? On a scale 1 to 10, how's your day? Think of the lives that one simple question could change. And regardless of the response, no matter if it's a 1 on their scale or a 10, and they've shared all that they wish to share, let your next words be, Oh... I want to hear more. Tell me. And then bring back the duct tape as you let them share, as you let them talk. Be their interest. If their day is crappy, ask to hear more. If they just won the lottery or had a new baby or maybe became a monk, 
ask to hear more. Watch their entire demeanor change. Sometimes all they need is for someone to lend a listening ear and some empathy. On a scale 1 to 10, how's your day been? Now, is this one sentence going to solve the world's problems of suicide, or even depression for that matter? No, no it's not. These 10 words are not uh, an emotional band-aid. They are not the perfect solution to a problem that's so complex. But what they can do is start a conversation. They can help break the stigma surrounding mental illness and suicide. And they can offer a ray of hope to someone who is struggling. Think of it this way. This podcast, Humbly, has roughly 60 to 75,000 people listening each week. It's had over 2 million episode downloads. I say this not to boast, as you guys are the ones that are listening, so my gratitude is immeasurable. But let's say 60,000 people ask this question, this one question, to just one person. Just one person. That's 120,000 people now that are having this conversation. That's 15% of the 800,000 that die each year by suicide. Can you imagine? Can you imagine one simple question having such an impact that it saves 60,000 lives? And then they ask 60,000. That's 120,000 people. That is almost the entire city of Pasadena, California. That's more people than Cambridge, United Kingdom. Ten words. 120,000 people. Can we do it? Can we? I honestly think we can. We just have to ask. For those of you that are struggling, I want to highlight two or three groups for you to connect with. All free, all trained professionals who simply want to listen. In the States, you can dial 988, and that'll take you directly to the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. 988. In the UK, the Samaritans, they're at 116123. Again, that's 116123. And in India, which is my third most listened to audience, hello India, ASRA, 919820466726. It's 919820466. 26. And look, if talking isn't your thing, if asking the 1 to 10 scale question gets you tongue-tied, it's okay, it is. Everyone has a different gift. But what you can do instead is help those that do enjoy the conversation, that are pushing the envelope in suicide awareness. Two groups I want to highlight being to write love on her arms and that's here in the U.S., and then the Calm Zone in the U.K. You will find both of these on the Comment Down website at the bottom of the page. Support them. Donate. Get involved. Buy their merchandise. I bought the Suicide Prevention Pack from To Write Love on Her Arms website, and I cannot wait for it to arrive. The shirt is amazing. In full transparency, the text on the t-shirt is the title of this episode. You are not a burden. If you can't talk, it's okay. Then help. 
by giving. Again, both of these websites are at the bottom of cometdownpodcast.com. It's easy to get lost in a world of make-believe. It's kind of fun, to be honest. And whether it's unicorns or Batman or leprechauns or, yes, even the perfect chocolate chip cookie, it's great to have a distraction from reality. But for some people, reality is too difficult to face. And suicide is a real problem that many people struggle with. It's time we make the conversation a convenience. Let's break down the barriers that keep us from talking about mental health and suicide openly and honestly. Let's provide resources and support for those that are struggling. Let's end this stigma surrounding mental health and suicide. It's time for a change. We can all begin with one question. On a scale from 1 to 10, how's your day? To find more episodes of Comet Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit cometdownpodcast.com. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. And now something my attorney wants me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and is not intended to, nor should they serve as a substitute for medical advice or a diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should only act upon the advice of such physician. Now, what I'd like to say. I am an extreme empath by nature. But my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this and future podcasts and aiding those needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit cometdownpodcast.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of emotional health. I'm Chad Lawson, and until next time, be kind to your mind, and join me next week as we calm it down.